You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Tuesday. I hope everyone had a great Christmas yesterday, whatever holiday you celebrate. I had a good one. We are going to talk today a little bit more about the fan appreciation party that I brought up yesterday. There are a couple things that I want to go over. Um, We're going to briefly talk about the Golden Bachelor, which the wedding is nine days from now. It's kind of flown by, hasn't it? Um, A little bit on Taylor at the uh, Chiefs game yesterday, some unsolved mysteries, and a box office movie uh, that opened this past weekend in the DC world. And we'll get to all that momentarily. So I wanted to start off by talking about something I brought up yesterday in regards to the fan appreciation party. And I didn't go back and listen to my podcast yesterday, and I don't know... I, I. Based on a few of you that emailed, and I want to say it was over 10, I I can't thank you enough for the people that reached out. And there were at least 10 emails that I got where people were like reaching out, pretty much asking if they could help in any way in terms of like donating to the party. And I, again, I can't thank you enough. That's definitely not though what I want. I definitely am not, I don't want, your guys' money to pay for this party. That's not what I'm looking for at all. And I don't know. Maybe it came across that way yesterday. For me, I was just kind of letting you in a little bit on the party because there were some things that I realized when I was making calls on Friday to hotels that I just wasn't aware of. I mean, it was really weird hearing all these hotels tell me you cannot bring outside food in terms of a catering service, into uh, into into our hotel. And I call the Bellagio, I call the Mirage, and I call the Venetian. And I find that really weird because clearly you can bring in outside food. It's just a matter of for how many. Because let's just say you had 10 people in your room and you guys decided to DoorDash something. DoorDash would be able to deliver to your hotel room. That's outside food. So I guess it all depends on what it means to have outside food come into your hotel room. And for me, knowing that I'm going to have a party with minimum 75 to 100 people at it next year, I think that's where these hotels get like, look, you cannot cater from the outside, which I totally get it. Obviously, these hotels want you to use their service, no matter how ridiculously expensive it is. My question then becomes, well, what if you didn't even know that? And you didn't even ask them. Like, I asked them, can I use an outside service? And they told me, no. Well, of course, because I asked them because they want me to use theirs. My question then becomes, what if I never asked them? And I just decided I'm bringing in an outside catering service to my party. And on the night of the party, the food service just rolls through the lobby with their dollies and whatever, however they want to wheel up their food. You know, the the last seven years, it's basically been on rollers and in giant, like, moving bins, but they put food in it. And they have the drinks, they have the ice, they have all the, the sodas, the waters, all that stuff, and then the hot foods are in, you know, bins that are heated, all that stuff. And like I said, for seven years, Mandalay has never said a word. They've never stopped those people and been like, hey, what's in these? They haven't even asked to see what's in them. And then clearly they haven't asked, oh, no, you can't go up with this food. We're not allowing this. So the question then becomes, 
obviously I'm moving to a different hotel because I don't want to use that Mandalay room. Well, what would they do? And I guess, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks they can't do anything. What are they going to say? No, you can't bring this food up to your room? It seems kind of weird that they would say that when you've already paid for it and ordered it. They'd be that big of a dick to be like, no, you're not allowed to eat this. Sorry, you didn't order from us. That would seem kind of weird. But if you're in my situation, I don't think you would want to test it. Like, I don't want to find out the night of the party that, oh, by the way, you can't have any drinks or food up there. You're not, we're not letting any of this up to the room. Like, I don't want to find that out the night of the party. So I, I appreciate everyone that reached out and said, can we help in any way? And basically, the help that I need is to lower the costs on the party. And yeah, could I charge people or take donations? I could, but I'm not, I don't want to do that. That's not, that's not the plan. It never was the plan. To me, it was more about how am I going to change things up to make it different and to be able to lower uh, the cost for the party next year because it's going to cost more than it has in previous years. Well, um, I already have one that's going to save a lot of money on the alcohol, the beer and wine bar. So just in 24 hours, I've pretty much gotten that resolved on how that's going to work. So now it's just coming down to food. You know, there's a part of me. And I'm going to make a call today. I'm going to make a call today to the Olive Garden in Vegas and be like, have you guys ever catered a party to a room on the strip? I just want to see what they say. Because if Olive Garden's like, oh, yeah, we've brought food up to rooms plenty of times. Then <laughs> then, I can, then I know the hotels are lying to me just because they want my business. I got to believe that Olive Garden has brought food to a hotel room before. I, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe not Olive Garden, but maybe there are other places that have. But like I said, every hotel that I talked to on Friday was basically telling me, no, we, you cannot, we will not allow outside catering service. And I get why they say that, because they want you to use theirs. But if I never asked them and I just went and did it, would they really stop you from bringing up the food? And would they say, no, you're not eating this? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I That seems really, really weird that if you bought a room and you're staying in that room, you can only eat the food from that hotel when clearly if I got DoorDash, I could bring it up to my room. Clearly if I was walking on the strip and I went to an outside place and decided to just walk back with their food, I can bring in outside food. But is it a, is it a number? Like, oh, well, you can't bring up outside food if it's more than 15 people. 30 people, 60 people, 100. It just, something about that just doesn't make sense. So we're working on things. But I do know that um, um, the, 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 beer, the beer and wine has already been reduced significantly. And we're going to have an open beer and wine bar for sure. Now it's just working on the food and the room. And, um, and, and how I'm going to do that. So, but no, I, I thank everybody who reached out to me yesterday. I was, I honestly was not looking for donations, um, or anything uh, of this, of the such. That's not it. I, I did not want it out there. It was more along the lines of finding out that, holy shit, for the last seven years, because when I told you in yesterday's podcast, I went to my caterer that's catered for the seven years of my party and said, are you guys approved at Mandalay or something? And they said, no, we're not approved. We just have never had any problems there. We've never had any issues with them. 
which is great, but doesn't mean there couldn't have been an issue at some point. You know, like, what if they would have stopped me? Like, it was just it was, finding that out was like, man, I've escaped with this for seven years doing this. I had no idea. I thought my I thought that catering company was 100% approved. I remember asking them, the, I think the first or second time I did the party, I was like, "Have you guys? are you guys able to go into the uh, hotel and bring the food up? They're like, oh, yeah, no problem. And they've never had a problem for seven years, so they didn't lie to me. But I, I guess I never asked or thought to ask, are you even, are you even allowed to do that? But now that I know that other places say you can't bring in outside food, now I'm questioning, well, are you just saying that because you want me to use your service? So, um, again, I, I, I thank you to those who reached out. But, no, I don't want donations. I don't want, um, you know, the thing that I am looking for is a sponsorship, some sort of a trade deal where, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately I think one of the things that I can provide um, – I think would be, you know, like a title sponsor for the party. So every time I mention the party, you know, when I mention, when I make the official announcement of when it's going to be and where it's going to be, and every time I talk about the party, whether it's on my podcast or on my Instagram stories, there's a title sponsor for it saying the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party brought to you by, you know, Olive Garden or something like that, where they're going to get mentions. And in return for that, they, you know, um, that's, that's a value to them because, of the audience reach of my podcast. So for me to announce them every single time I talk about the party in exchange, they would give me, you know, whatever. That's what I was looking for when I talk about sponsorship. So um, I know what happens uh, other places. I know what happens in other parties. It's just a matter of what is my brand value worth it to those people and who do I want uh, to sponsor the party? You know, that's what I'm kind of looking for here. So um, already got the food and beverage. I mean, the the uh, the beer and wine looks like I have a, a plan for that, which is going to save a shit ton. So uh, that's going to help tremendously. And um, you know, like I said, now just working on the location and what I'm going to do for food because I still want to use an outside service. But you know, sitting here, like I said, do I test them and just do it? And then ask that night if the food's getting brought up and they say, you can't do this. I'll be like, what? Nobody told me I couldn't. Like, I don't know. What happens? Is it a standoff? Like, they're going to say, like, no, you're not bringing this up. I'm like, there's hot food in here. I need to eat it. We have people that want to eat food. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, this is just really, really weird. I just, I never thought about this before uh, a few days ago. All right. You've probably heard about the word microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are using and microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. You feel at peace. You feel in the zone. It helps you fall asleep. It helps you stay asleep. Boosts your mood. Helps you relax. Gets your focus and creativity on point. Microdose gummies do exactly what I need them to do, and you're not getting high. Yes, it has THC in it, but this isn't weed. You're not going to get high off of taking a gummy. For me... It's a half a gummy. That's all I need to help me relax at the end of the night. And you can too. You can learn more about it. Learn more about microdosing THC. Go to microdose.com and use code REALITYSTEVE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE, microdose.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your first order. 
All right, so the Golden Bachelor wedding is happening next Thursday. It seems like everything just died down, you know? I guess when people stopped talking about it and the the Gary stuff and the Teresa stuff and, you know, all these bogus stories that were posted, they died down and time kind of flies. And here we are nine days away from the wedding and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously people are going to look at, well, what Bachelor alumni are going to this wedding? Very few people know Gary and Teresa. I'm sure a lot of the women from Gary's season will be there. But any Bachelor alumni are going, they're just basically going for a free vacation. It's not like they're buddy buddies with Gary and Teresa and talk with them and hang out with them all the time. This is So that's why I think the, the wedding will be kind of more funny than anything else. Not funny that I think the wedding's a joke, because I don't. I think these two are really into each other and they want to... You know, at this point in their lives, spend some, uh, you know, time together going forward. Not that part is a joke. I just think it's going to be funny to see the couples that show up to this thing because these couples literally have no. It's almost like um, Kenny and Mari's wedding at Bachelor in Paradise, where it's like everybody in attendance was only from the people from this cast, and Kenny and Mari knew absolutely none of them. You know, kind of like that. Like, that was kind of funny. I have a feeling Gary and Teresa's wedding is going to be funny in that aspect. We're going to see people there, and we're going to see people mingling at the cocktail party before the wedding, or the you know the the post wedding cocktail party before the reception and all that stuff. And it's just going to be like, uh, okay, uh, so they they must have needed a vacation, and uh, oh, ABC paid for their hotel room for the night. Like, it's just going to be really really funny seeing who's there. Especially if it's some of the Bachelor Nation people that have maybe called Gary out and kind of leaned into the stories that were about Gary and just took them as fact. Nick Vile. Be really curious to see if uh, those people show up. Yesterday in NFL news, I know this isn't the Sports Daily, but we talk Taylor Swift a lot on the Daily Roundup. Taylor Swift attended yesterday's Christmas Day game in Kansas City where the Chiefs shit the bed against the Raiders. And, you know, we, we've talked about Taylor and Travis enough this season. The thing that's kind of – it's starting to brew. It's starting to boil a little. It's, it's starting to simmer right now. It hasn't reached a full boiling point yet. But I'm telling you, if the Chiefs keep going the way they're going – it's not going to be long before Chiefs fans turn on Taylor Swift. She did absolutely nothing wrong, but they will turn on her for saying that her being at the games this year, this is the worst Chiefs team in the last six years. They'll say for five years, we made the AFC Championship every year. We made three Super Bowls. Now Taylor comes on board, Travis Kelsey, statistically, is having one of his worst se- is having the worst season in his last 6 years. And oh, coincidence, Taylor Swift is showing up for our home games where we're not very good this year. You know, this is a team that started out 6 and 1 and is now 9 and 6. That's not very good. And if you listen to the sports day that you'll hear for the you hear me talk about the fact that this Chiefs team is literally not even remotely intimidating anymore like they have been for the last five years. But especially, I mean, the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. They're still going to win the AFC West. They're going to get a first-round playoff 
home game in the wild card round. But I'm telling you, if they lose in the wild card round, either to Buffalo or Cleveland, because that's who it looks like they're going to play in the first round, and I think both teams can beat them. Shit, anybody can beat the Chiefs this year. They're just not as good. And Chiefs fans, if you're a diehard Chiefs fan, just admit it. You know you're not nearly as good as you have been the last five years. This team isn't even close to that level. But if it does happen, I'm just telling you, the pitchforks are coming from Chiefs fans, and they are going to somehow blame this on Taylor. And it's going to be a battle between Chiefs fans and the Swifties. Now, Travis hasn't been horrible statistically. He's got 85 catches this year for 924 yards, so he's going to go over 1,000 yards again as a tight end. But his yards per reception is two yards lower than it's been in any of the previous nine years. He's only got five touchdowns. Year before, last year he had 12, year before he had nine, year before that 11. You know, he's so – and if you watch the game yesterday, you can just see this, this offense just isn't what it's used to be. And it, it isn't – he isn't doing what he normally does. So he's basically catching shorter passes. They're not getting him down the field as much as they are. 85 catches for 924 yards. Last year he had 110 catches for 1,300 yards. Now, this year – I didn't realize he missed – did he miss two games this year? I guess he did. Um, he's only played 13 games, but uh, he's still the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the top three tight ends in the history of the NFL. But because the first year that Taylor Swift is now dating a Kansas City Chief, they're having their worst season in the last five years in the Patrick Mahomes era. So just know that somehow, some way. She's going to get blamed, and there's going to be infighting between Chiefs fans and Swifties. Because the Swifties, who will be right and say, like, what are you talking about? This has nothing to do. Travis dating Taylor has nothing to do with what's going on on the football field. And you can, you can say that, and you can think it, like, oh, he's not as focused anymore. But there's no correlation that's actually provable. You can't prove that because he's dating Taylor Swift, that's why he has less catches and less yards this year. That's just... You can think it, but you can't prove it. So, And we know nowadays that people hate to deal with, I mean, facts. And even if you have facts for something, people don't want to believe it. It's their own self-narrative. That's exactly what it's going to be for this. The people that think that Travis Kelsey is having an off year because he's now dating the number one superstar in all of the world are going to believe that no matter what you tell them. So... I mean, I guess just let it go, and I guess just let them think that. But Taylor did nothing wrong. She has nothing to do here. She doesn't talk to him during the games. It's not like he's on the field fucking waving to her in the suite. Like She's just a girlfriend that attends his games. There's wives and girlfriends of all these players that attends the game. And if the TV cameras show her in the suite, that has nothing to do. Travis Kelsey, when he's playing the game, has no idea what's being shown on the TV screen. So you can't say that it has anything to do with the Chiefs' offense sucking this year and being way worse than it has for the previous five years. It's just a coincidence. But try selling that to Chiefs fans who have been spoiled with five straight AFC Championship games because they ain't getting to the AFC Championship game this year. I can pretty much guarantee you that. I saw this pop up on People.com yesterday, and I did not realize it had been this long. 
But the day after Chris, uh, Christmas Day, 27 years ago, was the day John Benet Ramsey was murdered. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are somebody who's followed this case and has been interested in this case and has watched all the documentaries, good on you. I know nothing about it other than she was six years old and she was found dead in her own home on Christmas Day 27 years ago. I've never watched any of the documentaries. You know, you hear the scuttlebutt of who it could be. But to me, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because when I saw the story on People.com, I just saw the headline. I didn't read the story, so I'm not going to sit out here and throw out any conspiracy theories or anything like that because I know there's a ton out there of who did it and who who it possibly could have been, and it was it the parents, was it the brother, all this stuff. I, I don't even know. I don't care. Um, it's a sad story. It's the the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's kind of hard to be- believe. In 27 years, they haven't found anything. Well, I shouldn't say haven't found anything. That we don't know who did it. Like nobody's been convicted, as far as I know. Right? I mean, that was that was the headline that I read yesterday. That. 27 years ago today, and and then um, basically it said that, you know, nobody has been found liable for this. Clearly, somebody did this. You know, unfortunately, she was murdered. Somebody did it. How are we 27 years down the road and nothing has been found? Now, I get it. There are plenty of unsolved murders in this world, but this was such a high-profile media case that usually something like that, they do come up with something. Well, <laughs> I say that, and then I'm like, well, nothing happened with OJ. They never, you know, there's never been any, this per- This is exactly what happened. You know, everyone's got their theories. But, so, yeah, um, I don't know. I just saw the headline. I was like, first off, holy shit, that was 27 years ago? My gosh. I, you know, I, I if you if you were to ask me before I read that headline yesterday, I thought I would have said, I don't know, fifteen to twenty years ago. I just did not realize it was almost thirty years ago that that happened. Um, but it is it's just kind of amazing to me that here we are, um, and just nobody's been held liable for it. And uh, like I said, if you follow the documentaries and you and you have your conspiracy theories, I don't. I'm just asking. I don't need to hear them because I don't follow the case. I'm not interested in following the case. I don't want to uh, follow the case, but I just found the whole thing fascinating when I saw the headline yesterday on People. And finally, Aquaman hit the theaters this past weekend and drew in $28 million for the DC franchise, and that is not a lot, especially considering superhero movies do really well. But if those, those of you that don't know, the DC franchise is like Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Those, uh, you know, The Flash, those all pretty much bomb at the box office for what they're supposed to bring in based on how much the movie costs to make. There are some MCU movies, the Marvel comic universe, those movies. There are some that haven't done as well and had a giant payroll and a giant budget. But for the most part, because so many Marvel movies did do well, if you look at it in totality, they've clearly made money on every Marvel movie in terms of overall. Not every movie made money, but if you add up the budget for every Marvel movie and how much it brought in domestically, they're on top. I don't think you can say that is the same for uh, the DC movies. 
I don't think. I haven't done any research, but every time I see this, I'm like, really? Doesn't look like they're making anything on these movies. So for those that don't know, I think the guy's name that runs the Marvel universe and is in control of everything and the storylines, everything got to run by him is Kevin. I think he pronounced his last name Feige. I could be wrong on that. Apologize if I am. But because Marvel is the dominant superhero movie makers, they figured we need somebody on the DC side to kind of turn this around. And they went and hired James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies with MCU. And he flipped over and said, all right, I'll completely restructure the DC side. It'll be interesting. None of his movies have come out yet. I don't believe and he's totally doing a revamp. So everything that's come out to this point, it seems like everything that's come out to this point in DC is basically just, okay, there you go. Everything from this point forward under James Gunn's watch is going to be, this is our storytelling. It doesn't look like there's going to be any connective tissue from every any DC movie from the past. Going forward, it'll be, this is our story, because we're going to have one guy in charge of kind of is him and somebody else are like the writing team behind this is the direction we're going with DC. Do I ever think they'll overtake Marvel? Probably not. Marvel's got too much of a head start and too much too many people invested already to where I just don't think DC can pull this off. But it will be interesting. I'll go check out a, a few of their movies once the James Gunn ones come out. You know, redoing Superman. So basically all that stuff in the past with the Supermans and the Brandon Routh and whoever else played Superman, I'm already forgetting. Oh, Henry uh, Cavill. Like those are basically just look at them now as somebody made them. They have nothing to do with what we want our DC storytelling to be, if I understand all this correctly. I, I think I am. If anybody's into the Marvel DC thing, let me know if I just explain that somewhat correctly. I'd appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review uh, if you can. The Sports Daily will be up an hour from now. And we'll be back tomorrow, of course, with another Daily Roundup. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!